Hey everybody, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast, the place that we are making good theology automatic. This is season two already. Thanks to everybody who joined us for season one. We're really excited for this season because we're going to be answering questions, your questions. Every episode is going to be a response and an answer to a question that somebody asked. And so we're so glad that you're with us. Every time that you leave a comment, rate, or subscribe, it helps get the word out for more people to join us. So make sure you do that on whatever platform you're listening on. And let's jump right into today's episode. Awesome. This uh, first question is from SR Design 5. Maybe it's Senior Design 5. Don't really know. Uh, Here's the comment. Uh, We'll put it up on the screen. Church is a scam. Sorry. I love and believe in Jesus, but no longer will I ever support any church. Wow. So it's not 100% a question. So the first episode. It's more like a statement. More like, yeah, hey, sorry. It's just like, is it? It's just like the Bible too, where you wish you knew the tone of voice, you know? Yeah. Church is a scam. Sorry. I'm kind of reading in it. Yeah, I'm kind of reading into it. um, She wants to, or I'm assuming it's a a female looking emoji or whatever, but um, this person says, I love and believe in Jesus. So that's a good, that's a win. We got a win right off the bat, but no longer will I ever support any church. So that indicates to me in this comment that we're going to turn into a question and answer because it's a huge deal right now that um, this person used to go to church. Mm-hmm. Likely, and so maybe from personal experience, they believe that church is a scam. Right. So I want to address that, and uh, I think the question behind the question is, can someone love and believe in Jesus but not support the church? Yep. There's one of the questions. Yeah. Yeah. And we chose this one. Most most episodes this season are going to be based on a question, but yeah. we chose this one because we know and have and have read. We yeah. could, probably could quote a lot of questions. Yeah. That are basically like this. Like what's and, and yeah. Can you believe in Jesus, not go to church? Or what's the deal with the church? Yeah. Or what's the deal with, with maybe sometimes pastors that mm-hmm. don't behave or churches that don't behave? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that a lot of people would resonate with, yeah. with this type of thing. So let's talk about it, Daniel. Yeah. Where do you want to start in the conversation about this? We're, we're trying to apply good theology that's right. hidden in our heart, founded in the scripture and God's heart yeah. to these modern day questions and issues that a lot of people they don't and this is one that people don't just mm-hmm. have intellectually right. this is a hard thing you could tell and so whoever you are thank you for asking this and yeah. a lot of people wonder stuff like this well i want to i, I want to get to some scripture because that's yeah. ultimately where the source of truth comes from but i want to assure people that you actually can believe in and love jesus without going to church those two things um one is not dependent on the other so like going to church is not your love of Christ isn't dependent on that. But I would say that for someone who loves Jesus and serves Jesus, the goal for you as Jesus helps you walk through your life is he wants you to be in church. So that um, it's like, you know, um, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but don't obey my commands, right? It's, it's, it's this whole idea that that Jesus has a path for all Christians, not just you individually, but all Christians. And that path does include church. So yes, you can love uh, and believe in Jesus without going. But ultimately, if you really love and believe and serve Jesus, you're going to be headed for church at some point. Well, why don't we define church then, Daniel? Because I, I don't know. I'm trying to think through what you just said. And do I agree with that? When you like, so like you quoted Jesus saying, Mm -hmm. why do you say, call me Lord, Lord? But then he says, depart from me. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't in a relationship with them, even mm-hmm. though there were some things. Mm-hmm. So 
Okay, so what's church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... And, and how could a believer not... I mean, the big C church, as you maybe heard, heard the term, would be anybody throughout all of time... Yeah. In history, history in the universe that's ever belonged to Christ. Mm-hmm. So, so number yes. one, if you have faith in Jesus, in this case, this person, I assume Claims has faith do. in it. Yeah, they love Jesus. Yeah. They have faith in him. So, so number one, you're already in a church. Mm-hmm. The big it's C Jesus church. Jesus' family. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or also the, known as his body. His body, Corpus, yes. right? Yeah. That's his body. Right. Or the bride of Christ. Exactly. Right? The, that's the big C church. Yeah. So we All gotta, believers. We're going to start there. So Agreed. We're thinking through our theological. So, yes. If you belong to Christ, you are part. Mm-hmm. You make up the church. Yes. Or the correct. body of Christ. Right. It's okay. not the a family. building. It's not a building per right. se, right? It's it's not those things. And you'll hear that a lot in exactly. these discussions on the internet. Oh, it's not a church and I'm just at my house in, in the church, right? So we need to address that too. So, but yes, I agree. You're part of the big C church yes. when you're a believer. Yeah. But this person's clearly talking about, do mm-hmm. I need to go and attend a little C church? Mm-hmm. A okay. local church. Yeah. A local church. So, so what is the, what is the church? It's, it's a, it's a gathering of people. Yeah. Right, Jesus says, "Wherever two or three gather in my name, there I am in their midst." There I am. But there's other passages that kind of describe more of the functions that that I think mm-hmm. God would want. Mm-hmm. So we were talking earlier about Ephesians. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about Hebrews. Hebrews, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me read a passage in Hebrews, and then let's talk a little bit about Ephesians and the and and there's some others that talk about sp- like kind of roles and maybe why. So one passage says in Hebrews 10, it says, Hebrews 10, 24 says, and let us consider how to stir up one another towards love and good works. And I, I think that that stir up is a translation from the root that's basically like the image of a somebody kind of kicking a horse. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's get going Galloping. here. Yeah. Like, so maybe it doesn't feel good. Persuade. Yes. Persuade strongly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But persuade somebody towards a good thing, love yeah. and good works. And then 25, not neglecting meeting together as some, as is the habit of some, mm-hmm. but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day. And I think that, that the capital day, maybe the great day of the Lord or the return of the Lord yeah. or the end. Drawing as it approaches. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, clearly, basically talking about Yeah, it's pretty clear in together. the text. You shouldn't neglect as is the habit. So you, there shouldn't be a, a, a bunch of blanks on your calendar as your habit. That's right. that's not, no. now can you miss a day at church? Yeah, sure, you can miss a day, you can miss a couple of days, you can travel for business, those types of things. That's not what's here. What it is, is it's saying like, do not d- neglect. There's something that both the Little C Church needs from you and you need from it. Exactly. 100% yeah. is how I would I would view it and what I think the Lord is trying to say to us. And so, um, which leads us into the Ephesians part of the passage, right? Um, I wanted to tell this analogy before before we go any further. Like when, when one of the reasons that I believe, so this is just Daniel talking and, you know, reading the Bible and feeling, oops, sorry about that. Um, I've had a, I've moved a lot. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know how long you've been here, but I move a lot. Like I've been in, five or six cities in probably 10, 11 years. So okay. we, we move quite a bit. Yeah. And um, finding a new church is not easy. 
Right. And so when we found Heart of the City, where I met you, um, we actually had our own home church at the time. And right. we would meet on Sunday mornings and Heart of the City had a Saturday night church. And we specifically wanted to go for one reason and one reason only. I already knew the Bible. We already had a small church. Like I was getting fed and feeding and discipling and stirring up the gifts. gifts you with guys the small were serving group. together. We were serving together. Yeah. Okay. Um, we had such a small community that I there wasn't people stirring up the gifts in my kids. That's what brought you. That's what brought me originally. We wanted something that looked more like a traditional children's ministry so that our kids could meet friends because everybody in our church was college and above. Okay. And if we have church, Marie and I were like, our kids need church. Right. But, it, but, but that's originally why I came. And the night I came, so this is totally the Holy Spirit. The night yeah. I came, Pastor J.O. was preaching on all of these little, you know, home churches that spin off truly out of a heart of like just sort of rejecting right. the body. Like it's really like not God's called me to do this. Like, oh, I hate this. So I'm going to go do my own thing. And he preached really strongly about all of the requirements of a church. And our church didn't meet all the requirements. And that night, because he showed it clearly in black and white, and I don't know how I had missed it. I The next Sunday I gave the, the our little church. I'm like, if we're not going to do it, the Bible's way, we're not going to do it. So we need a eldership. We need these parts of the structure that are in Timothy and, you know, Paul's talking right. about him and they were like, nah, we're not, we're good. It's been a good run. We were, we're going off to a different college anyway. And it just sort of dissolved. And, um, the people that were in the church were committed to us, but I think maybe we were kind of growing a cult of personality instead mm -hmm. of the local church. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of like flushed out by them not wanting to do the structure that was, you know, and I don't think they were sinful. It was just you know, I hadn't led them properly in that way. And so that next day we dissolved that church and started coming to the heart. So that's how we got there. And I just want to pause and say how honorable that is that it's not like you guys were like yeah, living in sin. It's you're doing great things. You love Jesus. Mm -hmm. You knew the Bible. Yeah. But when you learn something new and you realize that is God's heart, you immediately got to make a change. Oh yeah. You obey first time. <laughs> like we teach our kids. So... So there's different layers to this. So the church is is big. It's everybody that believes in Jesus. Mm -hmm. The church is small or local. Mm -hmm. um, the church has different levels of authority or yeah. roles that need to be. Mm -hmm. And so you're referencing elders, and that's clearly seen in in yeah. a number of passages in the Bible, Timothy, Titus. And then, then there's some different roles in terms of gifting. So apostle, prophet, Mm -hmm. teacher evangelist yes. shepherd yeah um and so and then and then like if you just take a step back for me at least i just think that the whole concept is throughout the scripture especially the new testament what is com both commanded and talked about and given to us is the gift of community mm -hmm. absolutely and that it the church is is more supposed to be like a family of faith than mm -hmm. something that you attend so i think number one anybody that and, and i'm guessing this question i don't know i'm guessing this is coming from somebody that lives in the first world yeah maybe even america but you know we have to recognize we live in an individualistic society yeah and that's true really like you talked about earlier is that the bible's it's a community thing yeah and and and, you know, uh, America or even any of the first world nations in 2021 are pretty different than mm -hmm. than the context that any of the scriptures are written to. Oh, but the yeah. principle remains the same, that we're commanded to be in community. 
We're commanded to not give up meeting together. Yeah. And why? Because God designed us to need not just the Holy Spirit, but people. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it crazy how often Mm -hmm. in the new, in the new Testament, the relationship between, I mean, even Jesus says it, Hey, what's the greatest commandment? Oh, love God with all your heart and your neighbor and your neighbor. Yeah. And so he ties this thing that you'd be like, well, obviously my relationship with God is preeminent and and it is, and it is preeminent, but it's like, then he ties it to your neighbor and how you live with people. And I think I, that's huge. I counted once. I think it's like, I don't remember the number. It's like 57 times in the new Testament alone. We're commanded to, to do something to or for yeah. one another. Mm-hmm. So if you're never gathering with one another, how can you fulfill that? How do you do something to uh, or for? hundred percent. And the the Bible also says that they, the world, will know us by our love one for another. How can they know who we are and find Him without this? And in fact, when you know Juliet, my oldest daughter was young. She was growing up and she was like an only child for four years. And she was kind of a brat, to be honest. And Marie had- <laughs> Julia, you're so awesome now. She's amazing now. But um, Marie had this really great insight. That's my wife. She was like, cause we, you know, it was just Marie and the baby home all the time by, by themselves. You know, I was a pastor and we we're really busy. And she's like, there's no one, and we, no one in our friend group had children the same age. There's no one that Juliet has that will take her toy and she has to learn long suffering. There's, there's no one that's going to push her down on the playground. Marie's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm her ever loving mom. I'm only good to her. You know, there's no one challenging her at all that she has to there's, so there's part of Christianity that's about suffering for others that about loving and forgiving and becoming resilient and being able to weather the storm because of our love for one another. And if you're not in a community, you never have an opportunity to do those things. Exactly. And without those things, you're kind of a weak person. Ultimately, you have no resilience. You've like being hurt isn't the ultimate evil. Right. Unforgiveness. Right. Is even worse. And so like in a community, when God commands us not to neglect being together, I think in part it's so that we can iron and sharpen iron and like rocks in a rock tumbler, our weaknesses and jagged edges smooth each other out. And we can learn what covenant commitment is. Yeah. hundred percent. It's just like a marriage. Yeah. And some people have thrown out marriage because they have an issue or it's a scam or they've been hurt really is what's happened. But, but it's in those contexts of the deepest, most intimate relationships that God has given us, marriage, Mm -hmm. the church, that we have the opportunity to express to stay committed to people yeah. when they hurt us, yeah. when we disagree with them, but but the commitment stays even if there's pain or brokenness yes. or whatever. So, I think I think there's a there's a million things we could spend an hour or more mm-hmm. talking about the validity of. Now we're not going to probably get into this episode too this structure of church and yeah. at this building and how people do that, but. Can we at least agree that there's a clear biblical yeah. precedence and evidence for, at the very least, gathering together mm-hmm. with other believers to grow together, to commune together, to yeah. learn together, to worship together, read Acts chapter yeah. 2 and all the things that they did. 242. Yeah, 242 on. And, you know, worship together, pray together, yeah, study yeah. the scriptures together. Break bread. Break bread. And then all the other things you can look them up, what you need to do for one another, bear one another's burdens, et cetera, show hospitality to one another. Mm-hmm. And then that it has to include, and, and that would be another bigger episode, all the different parts of Apostle yes. Prophet and all that. Yeah. But 
it's valid. Okay, so it is. so if we can agree for this episode that that we must be in a local bo- family of faith, yeah, a, yeah. a local faith community somehow. Yes, correct. So then if we can agree on that, then can we just for a few minutes talk about and 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 uh SR Design 5, we're going to have some conjecture here. Can let's talk about some of the, some of the things that maybe would lead this person to make this comment and I know there's so many more. So what do we do in the body of faith, whether from a leader or just another person, when we experience something that we think that's hypocritical or that's a scam Mm -hmm. or this is messed up? Yeah. Because that's what we really want to talk about and get is to the heart of issues. And so I, I know I hear it as a pastor all the time we get comments all the time that reflect what this comment is has has given. So if that's you, you're not alone. Yeah. So for sure. let's talk about that for just a few moments. Yeah. Let's what, do it. I know that you and I both have been not just hurt, but deeply hurt in for the sure. body, in the church. Yeah. And yet we're both committed to it. And so why? And what do we do when we experience hypocrisy, pain? And and it is true. Sometimes there are scams. Mm-hmm. There are. But they're not all scams. Yeah. Great, great questions. Let's let's divide them up. Let's talk about um, we've both been hurt. And we chose to stay. Um, I didn't feel like there was any other God honoring choice but to keep believing because love always hopes, mm. you know. And I want to have the love and the light of Christ in me as much as I can. Right. And in order to reflect Him properly, like He never gave up on me, I can't give up on the church, right? And the people in it. And there's one guarantee: if you're going to go to church or be a part of the church, and it's you're going to get hurt. Right. Um, somebody there is going to offend you, mess you up, trip you up, not deliver on a promise or something like that. And that is your moment to choose to suffer long, to bear burdens and to do those things and, and to forgive them ultimately. And through that process, um, watch what God does in you. The biggest growth moments of my entire life have been when I was hurt or when I had to repent for hurting someone else. Right. I've done it. I've hurt people as a pastor. I can't count the emails of things that I either didn't look at someone and say hi and hurt them in that way. Sometimes it's what I didn't do. I didn't call them fast enough after a life event. Right. You know, it's just, it's the human soul. It's almost proof in the pudding that people get hurt because they need relationship. Right. We need it so badly. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's my two cents on that. That's why I stayed. I stayed because I felt like it honored God the most. And I knew that God had my best in mind. Now, it doesn't mean when you, I think when you say you stayed, what you mean is I didn't I, leave stayed, that body. You didn't leave that body. Yes, correct. I didn't leave that body. So, but here, you would say that there are times when it's, it's okay to move on. Yeah. And there are some good reasons and there's some bad, there's many bad reasons. Yeah. But it's okay to move on from a particular local. But that doesn't mean that it gives you license to never engage right. with another local. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. might be like, hey, I, I need if, if you leave one you should immediately get into another local body maybe it wasn't the right fit for you or maybe you identified there's some narcissistic leader or abusive people this happened with David and and uh Saul right I mean Saul wants him dead he goes and lives with his enemy right but he never touched the Lord's anointed there's a a level of respect that's due your leaders but you don't have to participate in their abuse so if you're at an abusive place go to another one get into another one the reason that I chose to stay in the body that I was 
is because of this thing that I was going through at the time where I was like, dude, it was the church of Thessalonica, the church at Philippi, the whole city was like a church. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to stay here yeah. because these are my people. These right. are my neighbors. This is where I live. And I think there's some value to that too. I mean, this is why we have the Holy Spirit. Maybe the decision you need to make if you're being hurt is like, maybe this isn't a healthy body for me. Okay. But that doesn't mean the whole body is unhealthy. Right. right. Yeah. For me, the right choice at that time for our family was to stay put and learn to live in the complication, the ebbs of flow, and ultimately be really buoyant and get back to the surface so we didn't drown and love Jesus, serve Jesus. That was our choice at the time. Yeah. yeah. It can be really complex. I, as a pastor, I see people come to our church mm -hmm. and then you realize they're from other churches or they go from our church. Um, and I always ask the question, hey, are you running or leaving something or are you coming to something? Great question. Because I do think sometimes God leads you to something new Yeah. for a new season or whatever. For sure. But there's a huge difference between running from something and going to something. Yeah. And so I always tell somebody if I discern or, or they blatantly tell me, yeah, we're mad at this or that. The biblical commandment is you need to go back go to that back, person. Make it right. Yeah. Yeah. Make it right. Or so far as it is up to you, live at peace with that yes. person. It, try, at least try Leave and be your reconciled. gift at the altar and go. Exactly. Yeah, for exactly. sure. Exactly. It's that big of a deal, which proves how big a deal the community is anyway. Karen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> God would say, don't come and worship me, but go yeah. and be reconciled. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think that that there's a there's a place that God and times when God leads you to something, but make sure that God's leading you mm -hmm. to instead of you running out of avoidance from. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So it, as we close this episode, if we loop back to this person's comment and anybody that resonates with that, they've just fully given up. Mm -hmm. And maybe, um, maybe it's for reasons that really are, are, bad reasons and it's not justified or maybe right. for some of you out there it's you have genuinely been hurt and there was genuine injustice done to you um what can we say in conclusion that's good theology to to anybody that's wrestling like that um and has given up uh, i'm never going to go to a church again what would you say what would you say to this person um that would be god that you think would be god's heart in regards to this yeah. attitude. I would say that um, people people in the church can hurt you. People outside will hurt you for sure. Within the church, there's an agreed upon pathway for reconciliation, recovery, healing, and health. And you can guarantee all people of any kind will hurt you eventually. Mm -hmm. So trust again, come back, let God grow you and heal you. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of that, when you've, I mean, there's even like when you bring a offense to your brother and if you have reconciliation, you have a brother for life, right? right? There's something supernatural and powerful about, um, people in the church that have an offense between them get hurt and recover. It's incredible. And I've saw, seen a lot of amazing friendships be birthed from that. Right. And so when we do things, God, God's way, we get results that are way beyond us. So that's my encouragement. Um, yes, you can get knowledge online. Like this podcast is information and knowledge. Yeah, you can get it. There are things you can get of God from other sources, but you cannot get iron sharpening iron. You cannot get bearing one another's burdens from your computer. You have to have a real living person. You can't get the laying on of hands. Dude, it's so important. And so that would be my encouragement. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'll just add to that. And I think especially as somebody who makes lots of digital content that people consume on the internet Mm -hmm. in an age that that is becoming more and more prevalent, I am somebody that values uh, teaching and, you know, TikTok, YouTube, whatever it is. But I would agree with Daniel. There is no exchange for the gathering of the saints mm-hmm. and the sinners Come on. together in person. And so one of the goals of this podcast is to, as much as we hope and pray that God is going to use this and other tools to equip you and to train you and to grow you and disciple you, we always want to encourage that everybody finds a local church to be a part of. And yeah. so friend, if, if, if you were hurt or whatever made you know make made you say it's a scam and anybody out there that feels that way to any degree can we just encourage you to, to try again and to try another that's good to find a body of you know to find people that are people of faith that can encourage you because we were not designed to walk this journey of faith alone that's and it that's why the church is given to us yeah. because we weren't designed to walk faith alone. We we actually, I actually believe that you can't do it. I agree. Um, now, yeah, can you have faith in Jesus and love him and will you end up in heaven one day? Yeah, that's that's between, I'm not saying that you can't that, yeah. but, but I for sure believe to live fully in what God has offered to us, the freedom that Jesus talks about in John 10, yeah. the design that he has, for the flourishing of the human soul and humanity, yep. it requires faith in Jesus and the Holy Spirit filling us and people around us. And so that's it. if you've been hurt, I'm sorry, friend, but there that maybe I can just cl- close with this, this analogy. If I were to walk into a middle school gym and see sixth grade boys playing basketball and doing it very badly, <laughs> I'm not going to come to the conclusion that basketball as a sport is terrible and it's not worth playing. I'm going to say, well, those guys aren't maybe doing a, you know, a very good job at it yet, but there is a higher level. There is a higher level (laughs) and there are some people that are good at doing it and that you should play with. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. That's great. So the church is God's gift to us. It's, it's necessary. Let us not give up meeting together as is the habit of some, but let's encourage one another. So find somebody that you can gather with. And let me just, can I just close in a prayer? 100%. Lord, I lift up anybody out there that's been hurt. We've been hurt, uh, but that you would lead them by your spirit to a faith community, however big or small, that's healthy, that's biblical, that that they can do life with and that they can walk through the biblical pattern, the New Testament pattern for mm. uh, following Jesus and being part of a community that they would find people that they can worship with and serve one another and study the scriptures and encourage and sharpen and pray for and lay hands on and see healing happen and all of those things. And I pray for every person that's been hurt that you would heal their heart and their soul from the past and that you would guide them in your way. In Jesus' name, amen. I agree. Amen. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode today. We're so glad that you're with us. If this episode spoke to you, make sure you share it with a friend. And every time you leave a comment, subscribe and share, it helps get the word out. We're so glad that you're with us on this journey and we'll see you next time.